we're pretty good at freestyling here on the Make Trades Great Again podcast. Everybody, welcome back. We have a special guest, Andy. I'm excited. Are you excited? I'm excited. Yeah. yeah <laughs> oh, good. you paused there for a second. Like I was waiting. Like, wait, is he not excited? <laughs> uh, everybody, I want to introduce you to our friend Patrick Cowdo. I'm not saying his name how it's spelled, but I'm insisting he insisted that I do not pronounce the L. It's Patrick the Aussie Apprentice on Instagram. Patrick, we're super, super excited to have you on. Uh, everybody knows because it gets brought up time and time again for no reason and no benefit of the listener. But we record super early in the morning here in <laughs> I'm Central Time. Andy's even Andy. It's not even like the. It's still yesterday where Andy lives, and. <laughs> And you, my friend, you are in all the way over in Australia. You're going to give us the lowdown on where you live and where you work in a minute here. But it's like midnight at your house. Like it's like the next day. This is cool. Like this is, it is. We are, yeah, we are time traveling via podcast right now. So everybody, you are witness. This is some like John Wick stuff. Or like the, no, not John Wick. Uh, the other movie he was in. What was the other movie? Uh, the, the Matrix. Uh, Matrix, no. yeah, this is like some <laughs> Matrix stuff happening. See, that's how much I don't know about what I'm talking about. So, Patrick, welcome to the Make Trades Great Again podcast. We're happy to have you on, man. Ah, oh, legend. Uh, thanks very much, gentlemen. Um, it's uh, it's brilliant to be here. It's uh, it's twelve oh three a.m. at the moment. So, I uh, yeah, I had to have the, have the conversation earlier. I was like, I oh, look, you know, I said I said to my partner, I was like, well, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make some noise later on tonight. Just don't worry about me. And she's like, I've got work tomorrow. I was like, yeah, yeah it's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. <laughs> so if you if you hear some yelling and screaming, it's going well. But like, don't worry about. It. <laughs> No, but no, you're really, really happy to um, get on here with you, gentlemen. It's uh, like, uh, yeah, it's just, it's ripper. It's so funny. Like you talk to you guys, like, you know, through a couple of messages or a brief video here and there or like your comment or whatever. And it's just like, it just marries up in person. It's just like, you know, you can talk, you can talk smack, like just no worries. It's just... It's great. It's great fun. Yeah, it's fun to have an apprentice on, isn't it, yeah. Andy? Like, finally, we get to make fun of somebody else instead of the two of us. Yeah. Andy's so nice; he won't even like make. He won't even ever give me any hard a hard time back. Like, we'll oh, have no. Chad on once in a while. You've heard Chad on the podcast, right? Yeah, he's, yeah. He's a handful, uh, and he just gives it to Andy, and Andy just smiles, and he's like, "Oh, you know, every once just, in a while, gives him a little bit back, but not much. He's too nah. nice." It's like Andy just goes quiet. And, and yep. you know, he just sits, there's nothing because he's just like, now I can't say anything mean about this bloke because I'm going to, I'll kill Chad one day. But <laughs> Oh my God. Andy, he knows you. He knows you quite well. I know. <laughs> oh. Serial killer in the background. Oh, oh look. Man. Yeah. Just, just don't look behind you. It's fine. Don't worry about That's it. Right. No. Yeah. Yeah. So Patrick, we were talking and you were, you, uh, you just celebrated a milestone in your uh, plumbing journey here. You just started as of like last week, your fourth year of your apprenticeship. And can you give us just a rundown? Like how long is an apprenticeship? for uh plumbing in australia yeah so a uh basically uh to do your certification three in plumbing in australia which is like a or it's a tafe course or a peer course like it's it, it is technically you know tertiary education but we do four years um that gets you out as a tradesperson so you are a licensed plumber um 
different states do the uh, training differently. I know that Victoria do like a, a whole exam system. South Australia is very much like learn as you go, um, which is where I'm based as well. So I'm, I'm in Adelaide of South Australia. Um, and basically what it is is like we go through, we uh, go through, check our theory, you know, pass a couple of little tests and then we uh, apply that in a practical like in a, in, a, in a workshop sort of thing. Um, but the difficulty as well is that like, I don't know if it's different for you guys, like you, you obviously to run a, a plumbing business because um, I've got a bunch of mates that are going through and, and a lot of business owners now, like you need to do another, effectively they, they say it's another two years of um, schooling on your own time. You know, most of it is night classes or um, study by like uh, correspondence. And it's a or online study, and it's yeah, it's apparently it like the level of like Cert three plumbing to Cert four, which is your contractors like master plumbers, is just the the it's just massive. It's just ridiculous because it's just you know you get some blokes that go oh yeah no nah, I can do this no worries, and then they hop in, into their Cert four and go no nah, this is not for me. I don't even want to run a business. I don't want to have anything to do with it. Like and they bail you know straight away. But there was recently a an update for. Uh, all of Australia because there's I'm probably going to get into it too much but there's a uh, the Australian government have turned out and gone uh, plumbing is identified as a skills shortage so there's not yeah. enough plumbers for the amount of work that we want to do and how much infrastructure and building we want to do so they basically said hey we need more plumbers we need more schools putting kids into plumbing <clears throat> more training etc and they've recently changed it. So that if you want to do your Cert 4, which used to be, uh, well, still is technically like a $16,000 course um, over two years or whatever, they said that if you complete it within that two years, then you'll get it for free. Oh. Like no holds barred. They'll pay for the whole thing, which is fantastic because, wow. you know, a lot of, you know, some apprentices might want to go through. You don't obviously save a lot of money when you're in your apprenticeship. And then you go, oh, where am I supposed to pull this sixteen thousand dollars out of? And it's, it's yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not Makes always sense. a nice place, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, do you have when you start an apprenticeship? Are you, um, just give me a quick rundown of like how do you get into it there? Like here, you would, you would have to, you know, obviously decide like, hey, I'm going to try out plumbing, and then a lot of times people are looking to direct to the employer. They're just going to find out, oh, this company needs somebody or somebody's going to reach out and be like, hey, you should go work with my uncle. He does plumbing, whatever. And yep. then yep. then you get into, you know, well, the state of Minnesota says, you know, you have to register and you become an, you know, formally become an apprentice and you don't have to go to school. You can get your training on the job. But then there are, you know, formal organizations like Andy's in a union and they, they have, um, and, and I went through the union when I started out and um, they have you know, formal classes that started this month and you go so many nights a week or all these, you know, it's for so many years, you know, how do you get into it there? And then real quick follow-up, when you start, are you starting at like a, a base pay that's maybe like 50% of the licensed plumber or something like that and you, and you progress as you go? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so basically uh, when you start off, well, the, the, to answer your first question, like if the way that I went through it was <clears throat> I wanted to get an apprenticeship. So I knew a couple of people that were in the industry already that worked at one of the suppliers. Um, and my, my 
girlfriend who's still with me now, like she works at Reese Plumbing. So she got, which is like the biggest supplier in Australia. Like it's, it's nuts. Like I think they've got a couple of places over in, in the US as well. Um, they basically, um, she knew a plumber that was looking for an apprentice, kind of like not, not totally sold on the idea. Um, and she said, look, you know, why don't you do a week of work experience, you know, see how you go, see if you really like it, like do a trial yeah. run. And I was like, I was selling cars like way before this. Like I, I you know, I went to uni and then I, I worked at, at like a, at a roofing supplier, like a massive manufacturer of like roofing supplies in Australia. And then I was like, nah, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be a commercial like car salesman basically. So I was looking after like big companies and that. And I was like, no, nah, I hate my job. I hate this so much. <laughs> I like, oh my God, man. Like nothing made me like appreciate life more than going into plumbing. I was like, this is wicked. Like I'm outside, you know? And so I did my week of work experience. I was like, wow, this is, this is sick. Like, this is really interesting. And then from that, um, I was also in talks with, uh, there's uh, the Master Plumbers Association of South Australia. There's other ones around like Queensland, Victoria, New South Wales, etc. They're like, um, they're both a, they're a, a group training organization. I think that's the right term for them. Basically, they will employ the apprentice and the apprentice will get hosted with a host employer. So, I was employed by Master Plumbers, but I was hosted by my company that I had done that trial shift like okay. at. Um, so, you can go through it that way. You could go through, like find somebody, talk to the GTO. You can also do it direct through the employer as well, which a lot of people do it. But there's some caveats to that. You can get better pay. Like, you know, I know... Like I'm on, I think it's like $23 an hour or something um, at the moment as a fourth year apprentice. And I know some apprentices that have gone through and as a first year, they're like on $32 an hour because they're direct. Oh, wow. So there's a massive like <clears throat> disparity. But also the big part of that is that if you're a direct apprentice, if anything ever goes wrong, nobody has your back in a sense. So if you were to, you know, not perform as well or hurt yourself at work and your employer didn't want to keep you on there's not there's nothing catching you there's no safety net so like with mass bombers and that they're just like oh caught you you know we'll throw you back into another um, business who's looking for an apprentice just like you bang you're out in the field straight away they pay all right. you while you're you've either been stood down because you there's not enough work or like a project got shut down and you got sent back you know there's lots of different ways but it's um yeah so apprentices we definitely get a, a very very good wage you know compared to a lot of other industries in australia um if you're a fresh you know 17 18 year old out of school or like still at school and you're doing a, an apprenticeship through school you are on not very i think it, look the cheapest i've seen is probably like 14 15 dollars an hour um and then it only really goes up from there um a, a good tradesman in australia like a or tradesperson sorry like you know a plumber they can get anywhere from 40 or 35, 40, 50. There's a company in, in Adelaide that, uh, you know, I won't name, but they're very, very dodgy. <laughs> and they like, they, they're like, they're sales plumbers like oriented. And it's like, they rip off old ladies. Like it's cooked. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's Those cooked. blokes, they get like $85 an hour. Um, and they like, they are just, it, look, you know, they're, they're effectively getting the same pay as if they were running their own business. But the caveat is that you have to sell your soul. 
you know, <laughs> and, but like you know, there's there's really good pays out there. So it's you know, some I know some blokes that have chased money and like they've they've hated their life. Like I I used to work with a fellow that you know he went from business to business, um, and he start he worked with us for a couple of months at the company that I was at, and then he was like, no, nah, I'm you know bailed and he got out went to another company and then another month he went to another company and like the pay kept increasing but all i heard was like oh you know this is going wrong i hate this i hate my boss i hate this i'm like god you've really got to fix that work-life balance like <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know like you think like why would you want to work for somebody that you just rock up every day and you're like oh i just i don't want to get out of bed or you know roll in you know you're not getting as paid as good it might be another couple of bucks less an hour or whatever but you roll in, there's a coffee waiting there for you. You know, you're not expected to be on site and at the at the butt crack of dawn. Like you just, you know, you live in life and you're much more comfortable. But yeah, I see a lot of blokes fall into that trap of like, oh, I'm going to chase the money or they'll go to the mines yeah. or like an oil rig. And they'll be like, yeah, you know, FIFO, like fly in, fly out is, is really, really good. I'm like, oh, do you see your family? Nah, nah, but the money's really good. I'm like, oh, yeah, nah, no worries. You can send them gifts. <laughs> I, I bought you a new jet ski. Do you like my jet ski? And it's like, oh, mate. You, you sound just like the guy that does the – and you can't change my mind when you did that right there. <laughs> oh, man. And you're like – you think, oh, man, it's just – it's nuts, these these guys like – and they, they have all these like these these toys, like these big utes, these no well, trucks, I suppose. Like, you know, yeah. they have the they have the caravan, they have the boat, they've got the jet ski, big flash house. They're never there. And yeah. when they're there, they're, you know, they're they're you know, they're shooting it up a wall or like, you know, sniffing it up or whatever and like, you know, they they're like that money is yeah. gone, man. Oh, <laughs> you're yeah. like, Oh yeah, all that, yeah, I'm I'm sure you 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 blokes know a few people that are like that in the industry and like you sort of gotta shake them and think, Well, come on, mate, you know, just do a little bit better with your money because otherwise it's gonna you're gonna crash into a heap, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, we we watched that here, I don't know five or six years ago when the oil price was up, mm. um, Eastern Montana is this big, uh, like oil bank. It's a, yep. they call it a, a shale, uh, shelf basically. So they go over and they do all this oil exploration and drilling and whatnot. And when the price is good, they're making money hand over fist and same thing. Oh, you know, you, you can't find crazy. a new truck on a lot anywhere. Yep. Um, everything's, you know, everything that they, they you know, guys driving these big jacked up trucks and you know $150,000 truck and driving around oh. and then they come back home and the, when the oil price drops and they got nothing. No. I mean they got no. nothing. No. They're <laughs> like, like, "Oh, I've got a Bud Light in the fridge." It's like that's yeah. it. That's all you've got. <laughs> yeah, a Bud Light and a $150,000 truck payment. <laughs> some of these some of those guys, yeah, cuz they have it in in North Dakota, which is pretty close here to, you know, in between Andy and I. Yeah. And um I know people that have moved to go do that oil work from yeah. Minnesota guys that I went to school with. And some of these guys are making like 10, $15,000 a month Yeah, because they're doing some of the mo- most dangerous, ridiculous work it's, that there it's is. Crazy. And yeah. they're living out in these, you know, drug infested, you know, often frequented by, you know, <laughs> prostitutes and you know, like these man camps that are just not good environments. And, but yeah, yeah. they're, they're, they're not how do i put this nicely they're not educated and experienced in how to handle mm. that lifestyle and the money right. that they're bringing in and it's just a waste yeah a to- imagine what they could do for the economy oh. if they would just be like i'm gonna hang on to 50 percent of this and oh. invest it you know what i mean like 
It said that no. you blow it on hookers and blow or something. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> It's probably not. Uh, what they do, but it's, it's, nah, not that's definitely what they do. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I just like, yeah, you, you, oh, I see it all the time, and like, I've got a few mates that are like in other like similar sort of trade industries, or even like, I, I know a bloke that his missus, she works up in the mines as like she's in HR or something, and and she's just like she's rolling in, she's got good money rolling in, right? And it's like you can make money. It, the sacrifice is that you're not at home, but when they come back, and it's like. You know, you, you're fighting to catch up with your mates. You can't see anybody when you want to see them. Family goes by the wayside because you're only home on like a couple of days when yeah. everyone else is working. And you just think like, what is the bloody point? Like, you're just going to like, it's just, yeah. you, I mean, look, I, you know, I know a couple of blokes that are in my TAFE course and they go, yep, as soon as I'm done at my apprenticeship, I'm going. I'm going straight to the mines. I'm going to work for a couple of years or I'm just going to work. I'm just going to nonstop yeah. work. And, you know, because they want to live that lavish lifestyle like, you know, a lot of there's a little island up the north of um, off the coast of like the northern territory of Australia called like well you probably know where Bali is anyway a part of Indonesia and like the whole thing is like FIFO workers live in Bali and then they come back to the oil rigs <laughs> and the mines it's like all that money just gets w- just sloshed down the streets of Bali and then just like you know they come back and go oh, yeah mate Linus can you can you grab this next pint at- pine at the pub yeah you know grab us next beer mate <laughs> well, grow it's, up it's crazy though <laughs> like you have it sounds like you have a pretty grounded outlook on this because like it's a long game you know oh, if you start i've yeah. told apprentices that used to work for me years ago when i was train helping train apprentices for the company i work for i you know look i'm not the perfect example but I would, I would try to tell them, look, you, you don't make a ton of money right now. You're probably spending all of it, but the next raise you get, why don't you try to live off the wage you worked before? Yeah, that's it. 100%. And, and then start using that money to your advantage because it's not today that you need it. It's going to be five years from now when your kids right. are, you know, starting sports or something stupid that you're going to need more money every day. Yep, and yep. you're just not, if you didn't save and you didn't discipline yourself, Oh. That's really what it comes down to. If you aren't disciplined, uh, you're going to be, like you said, it's going to be, you're, you're going to have, you're going to be living paycheck to paycheck and it's oh. never going to be, you're never going to get ahead that way. And you're not going to ha- really truly have that lifestyle because you can't sustain that. You can't go work in those mines or whatever, No, at, you know, 55 years old. You're, no. you can't do it. It's just, no. it's a young person's, you know, game. And like Andy, you know, he's, Andy's at the peak of his career. I'm just going to say it right now, but it's because he didn't. It's all downhill from here. No, no, that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. I'm looking at it like he's 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 at the top and he's going to stay there. But it, Andy, I mean, seriously, yeah. I mean, this is a compliment though, but it's not because you're like I'm going to get big fast. It's because I'm going to grow slowly. Yeah, right. Does that makes it. Would you agree smart. with that? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it 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 totally is. Um, I have to, I have to thank, you know, I have to shoot a whole ton of credit to my wife um, because like when we were dating, kind of, kind of like where you got you, you and your, your girlfriend are at Patrick is that like, I was in that apprenticeship mode, you know, um, graduated high school, started, uh, I don't know, went to college for like a year and all of a sudden I'm, you know, like, ah, screw college. I'm going to go do plumbing. And then I get this huge raise from like working my crap job of delivering flowers <laughs> to, you know, I'm a plumbing apprentice and making money. And then all of a yeah. sudden it's like every six months I'm getting a raise. 
And if it wasn't for her, she was working in banking. And oh. one of the things that they had, um, she was a, a bank teller. And, and one of the things that they had um, through her job was all of these uh, training modules oh, about right. saving money and like finance and like learning, you know, how to like handle money and how to, because she was dealing with customers who would come in and ask them questions about, oh. well, how much money should I set aside? How much should I do here? Yeah. And so she was like trained, kind of trained on that and. It was for us, it's been a like monumental, um, like level up mm, to have somebody that just kind of understands, you know, that, oh, you know, we got a hundred dollar credit card bill. Well, we're going to pay 125 on it every month because otherwise it's not going away. That's it. hundred percent. It's so, so that finance side of it. And, and I don't know, I don't know why they don't teach that in like grade school or, oh. or, or you know, high school. Oh, it's the It'd biggest. So. Yeah. It's, it's such a joke. It's just like Australia's the exact same. Like, you know, there, there was a class that was like, uh, I forget what it was called. It was in year 10 or year 11, like, our, uh, I don't know, like the the year before. Oh, I don't even know. <laughs> Sophomore? I don't, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so we had this class and it was effectively like, you know, maths for, for life. It was basically learning how to do, you know, your own budget, you know, how to like work out bills, et cetera. And like that was seen as the maths that the dumb people did. And I like, you yeah. know, I like I did math studies in, in year 11, year 12. And I was like, yeah, no, nah, no worries. I'll rip in and like, I'll do the harder maths because I want to work harder. And I, yeah. I struggled with it, but I pushed through and did it. And then at the end of it, I was like, oh, why don't I know anything about uh, my finances? You know, and those, <laughs> those, those guys did. <laughs> and I, I feel like I, I left school and I, I went to uni. I was like, oh, wow, I actually need to save some money now. I have nothing to my name. <laughs> and then those other people were working full-time jobs. They were ripping in. You know, they were saving for a house deposit or to buy a car or to go to travel to Europe or something. And then yeah. there's a little old Patty just going, oh, I might have some more ramen this week. You know, I'm feeling a little bit uh, ostentatious. You know, well, those ostentatious, uh, those ostentatious apprentices uh, definitely could benefit from some education too. And and you know, we're not teaching that in apprentice courses. You know, it's not for for good reason. Like we need to teach apprentices in any trade how to do their job. And yeah, but yeah. you know, it would be neat to see some elective courses available within yeah. these, pro- these training programs that said, look, you want to save some money a hole yeah. because you're not rich and you're not going to be rich for a long time. You might yeah. think yeah. so, you know, yeah. especially that's all perspective too. Like, look, if you're 20 years old and you're making 25 bucks an hour, you're going to think like, holy crap, this is a ton of money. And it is a ton Rolling. of money yeah. if yeah. you know what to do with it. But if you just go <laughs> spend it, then it's nothing. It's still zero at the end of the day. Yeah. I can make $25 an hour and you can make $25 an hour. But I, the difference is, is I can make it work for me and you can just go blow it on stupid crap you don't need. And, yeah. you know, if we're, te- if we're not teaching that. And so, like, I kind of tried to take that on as a, you know, as a responsibility, as the, the journeyman, the training kind of, you know, to, to the dude working under me and be like, Hey, I know it's none of my business, but are you putting some of your paycheck away? You know, and yeah. as you get to know each yeah. other a little yeah. better, you start talking more about it because 
this is somebody you're, you know, you're taking the time to mentor and hopefully there's respect both ways, but like, that's a part of it, man. You're starting yeah. out your life at, as an apprentice. Oh, I get, I get messages all the time and it's like, you know, these first years or like just freshly started or fresh out of school. Like I get some 16 year olds that are, or 17 year olds that are straight into their apprenticeship and they just ask me some of the most like, just like simple questions, but to them, it, it means the world. They're yeah. like, oh, hey, like what was the first tool you bought? Because, you know, I don't know, I don't, I've only got a couple of, like, first year apprentices when they're that, they get like maybe 300 bucks a week or whatever it works out to be. It's nothing. Like, and they're, they, they're still filling up their car to go to work. They're buying their lunch because they might not know to pack their own lunch to save money. And that's like all these things that these yeah, first, first year apprentices get caught up in. Like, it doesn't matter what trade you're in. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's this, I don't know, this trading mentality in Australia is a little bit, it's good. It's great when it wants to be, but sometimes it's pretty toxic in the sense that, like, you know, yeah, we'll go down, we'll get, we'll buy lunch, we'll buy smoko, we'll grab another coffee, we'll buy another coffee, and it's just like, where is all that money coming from? Like, you can't yeah. just be expecting to just keep like living this lavish lifestyle, like, and especially for first year apprentices, they're trying to keep up with a tradesman that or a tradesperson yeah. that is effectively yeah. earning like you know sometimes three times as much as what they're earning. And they're, you know, they're, they're, they're fine. They're, they're rolling yeah, it. <laughs> and like, but you know, like, like what you said before, Eric, about like, you know, if you're mentoring this kid or this person, you yeah. know, by all rights, like, I, you know, I have conversations with the other apprentices at work all the time. Like, I, I don't really care. I don't think it's taboo. I think like the fact, like if, if some people like actively go, no, I'm not going to ask him because I don't want to seem a little bit weird. No, just ask the poor you know, person, they, they, they might just need that bit of a, you know, not put it harshly, a bit of a, like a kick up the bum to sort of go, oh, you know what, I actually do need to save a bit of money because he's, he's been and done it and he knows that like the traps that I can fall into and I'll go, nah, you know, just, just put a little bit away or, you know, yeah. a good term for it is lifestyle creep. Like, you know, a lot of guys come out of their trade and they, they're suddenly earning like, again, double of what they were on before holy crap i've got this money i'll i'll buy a brand new hilux and i'll buy a brand new jet ski and me and the missus will go to bali and it'll be great fun and you go yeah no no worries mate and then they come back and they're like oh yeah just 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 two minute noodles for for lunch this week boys you know (laughs) like you just (laughs) don't stop having this lifestyle creep like don't expect it and they buy the nicest (laughs) things they're like oh you're like check out my new watch man you know check out my wallet i'm like nah just you gotta save your money where you can because otherwise it's just gonna yeah yeah (laughs) i could harp on about it for so long (laughs) yeah you're not wrong i mean andy when's uh when's your next trip when's your next vacation when are you you know what i mean like that's yeah i mean i'm not trying to put (laughs) no no i i mean you play the long game and you get to do stuff right andy yeah absolutely i mean and that's and that's you know one of those things i mean that that leverage and you know uh, a credit card spend or something like that or, or leveraging the the reward miles i mean not many people get the opportunity to basically buy, uh, you know, three quarters of a million dollars worth of stuff on a credit card every year. No. Right. No. Or, or, or whatever. And, and that's where we're at right now with this is, you know, you buy, you know, $600,000 worth of gas and parts and stuff that's in crazy. a year. It's, it's an insane amount. Oh, yeah. And it all, and, and, and this is what the part that, you know, we get, I tell people about this and they're like, no, you can't put that much on a credit card. I'm like, Oh, I do. <laughs> I absolutely do, and, and there's and, nothing and, wrong with it. Yeah, no, we no, pay it off. You're accounting we, for it. You're, you're yeah, right. It we yeah. pay it off every week. 
like once a week, there's a payment going to the credit card company to pay yeah. off what we put on it the week prior. Yeah. You know, so there's never a chance that there's ever going to be an interest charge on it. Yeah. And like the, I don't know, the spark card, I think we pay like 180 bucks a year for that card to, for the rewards met program. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. I mean, we took, I'm trying to think of what it was that we, well, we went to Italy. Yeah. So the whole family, all four of us, all of our flights from Missoula, Montana to Italy were entirely p- paid for by air, uh, reward miles on the credit card from the, the six months prior. How yeah. good is that? That's, I mean, it's yeah, like, well, it's, it's, it's just it's knowledge like, just, to start yeah. with and, yeah. and discipline. Yeah. It's been right. smart about it. It's like, it's literally, you're just like, well, uh, hey, wow, I, I, I can now do this. I can now do, yeah. I can use my, my frequent flyer miles and I'll just use it. Oh, yeah. you know what? We'll start putting more things on the credit card because we can save more money that way. Oh, wow. Right. We can go to Italy. Oh my God. And it's just like, <laughs> it's a self-fulfilling prophecy and everyone goes, oh, well, uh, why can Andy go, why can he go to Italy? It's like, well, maybe if you saved your money or, and be smart. <laughs> Well, so this kind of brings me to my next question, though, and and I know we're going on and on about this, but it's interesting, to, especially from your perspective, Patrick. So thank you. Uh, but you know, so there's kind of two two big uh, schools of thought on this when you're starting out, when you're young, when you're leaving school, and you're start, you know, you're a young adult, and you decide like uh, some people will look at that time in their life and, and be told by people around them, or they have the attitude themselves. Like this is a time for me to go out and have fun, like really learn and see the world and stuff. And I, you know, that's one way to look at, it. I'm not judging one or the other. I can tell you, you probably guess which path I took, but the next path would be, <laughs> you know, this is when you work your hardest because when so that you don't have to necessarily work as hard, let's say 20 years from now, mm. you know? So like, yeah. you know, I would like to think that Andy and I are the same age, you know, you look at, you know, 45, 46, 40, mid forties. And uh, I would like to think that we are young at heart and, and well experienced. Right. <laughs> That's right. And, so we, and young in the both, face. You boys look so beautiful today. <laughs> Oh, really? so kind. But like, but like, we chose, and this isn't right for everyone either. And I'm not. Maybe I would have. I would advocate for it for sure. But mm, mm. We chose like when we were young. That was when we worked. Mm, yeah. Definitely. I mean, we work now, but we worked as hard as we could when we were young. Yeah. I got my master plumber's license when I was 23 years old, or 22, <gasps> 23, and yeah. um, like that's no small. It's a big fate. accomplishment, yeah. right? But but it's because I was like nose down. All my buddies are partying, and I thought, you know, apprenticeship. It worked out for me. I too, just like Andy, I dropped out of college. It wasn't for me. That kind of thing. Now, look, we we're lucky. We found something that we all three of us. We found something that we really like to do. Not yeah. many people get to say that. But looking back, I also hindsight 2020, I look back and I think, wow, I made the right decisions then. I maybe didn't quite <laughs> know it at the time fully, yeah. Yeah. but I made conscious effort to be like, you know what? I'm young. I had people, I had people in my family that did, uh, that were plumbers, but mm. that did other trade, uh, you know, trade jobs too. And I looked at to them and I thought, well, they have good lives. And I think really ultimately I, I saw that when they were young, they just worked their butts off. Yeah, And they didn't, it wasn't their party time of their life. Like, sure, you can go out and have fun on the weekend or whatever, but like taking a gap year to go, you know, 
yeah. backpack around Europe sounds really cool, but <laughs> in reality, doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. No, nah, you know, because yeah. like, I think it's just one more year you're set back, right? Yeah, hundred percent. So, what do you think about that? For the you know, like, is that kind of a, the same kind of mentalities down there in Australia? It's, and when you talk yeah. to these guys that are oh, starting apprenticeship, guys and gals. It's, it's, it is like, and you know what, like, and I'm not going to, like, I've got a lot of mates that are, that started off and they were like, you know, 16, 17, 18. A lot of them are very close mates of mine now. And they're, they're, they are like, and even a lot of mature age apprentices that I go to TAFE, like trade school with as well. <clears throat> mature age blokes, they get it. They, they get it from the get-go. They're like, I'm doing this as a career. I'm trying to save as yeah. much money. I'm trying to set myself up because, you know, it, look, it's the, I think it's the mentality around the world, like especially in Australia, like we're all very like concerned, not concerned, but it's always playing on our mind. Like, you know, we want financial freedom when we're older and a lot of the generations prior to us have that and they're, they're comfortable and they're happy and like they've got their very nice houses, like cost of housing in Australia and as as compared to like the income disparity is is gigantic it's like it's i think the 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 ratio is like as high as it basically gets in any country it's just stupid like here in new zealand is nuts and a lot of people go oh well i don't want to get stuck in the rut of you know a not having a house b not being able to pay my rent c you know not being able to raise a family like that they're all real concerns for these mature age apprentices whereas a lot of 18 year olds you know a couple of my really close mates aren't like that, and a lot of them are like, "No, nah, you know what? I'm I'm saving. I like it's not difficult." And but also, like a lot of them tend to go, "Well, you know, I'm I'm 19, I'm 20, I'm 21, I'm 22. I can I can go to I can go to down the main street of Adelaide. Like I go down partying every weekend. Like you know, go out on Friday, go out on Saturday, grab a beer after after lunch on uh, like on a random Thursday or whatever, or you know, any number one of things. But it's like Catching up with your mates <clears throat> and spending money uh, like can be mutually exclu- exclusive. Like you can do things without having to spend money. And like yeah. the biggest thing that I try to say to these guys is like just exercise restraint. Like just you don't have to, you know, you, you go camping on a budget. Like, you know, we do it all the time. We just go up into the, the Barossa like wine region, which is like 10 minutes from my house. And we just go pick a spot and just go camping. Costs us nothing. It's just the yeah. food that we bring and the fuel that drives us there. But then, you know, you get some blokes like, you know, I, I know a few people that have fallen into that trap of that, you know, um, uh, like lifestyle creep. All of a sudden, they're a physio. They're, well, not, not a physio, but like they're an OT or like they're a doctor or whatever. They have this lavish lifestyle. They go to Sydney. They go to Melbourne every second weekend. They're paying for these flights and there's no restraint. And they're like, and their mentality, <laughs> and exactly like you said, Eric, it's just like, oh, well, I'm young. I deserve it. Bro chill out like <laughs> you know and it's like it's it yeah but like i you know i sort of laugh because i i had that when i was young like i when i was 18 19 at university I, of course i did i i drank but i still worked hard but you just got to like prioritize and compartmentalize of what's actually important at the time like if you would rather like sink tins with your mates than study for that exam that's actually probably about 40 percent of your grade mm, maybe have another think about that little yeah. johnson have a real good think about that <laughs> but yeah well we're well, coming up on time andy you want to add anything to that yeah no i mean i think that's it's 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 funny to hear you you know recant those you know that of, of the last you know three or four years of your life yeah. and and think back of of the same thing you know 
when I was going through my apprenticeship and it was, it was very, very similar, you know, yeah. note where, you know, you watch, watch those guys out beside going, Oh, they're having a good time. Well, that'd be fun to go fun to go have a good time. And then it's like, yeah, well, I'm going to want to sit down and have a steak on Wednesday and, you know, well, <laughs> you know, cause I Literally. saved a couple bucks. Yeah. That's yeah. the whole thing. You know, it's just about like, you know, it, like, uh, my missus always pulls me up like, Oh, I'll, 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 I allow myself to get like FOMO, like fear of missing out. Yeah. And I'll get, I get it all the time. I'm like, man, oh, it looks like so much fun. Like, you know, they're having a great time. that will be so much fun. She's like, you just, you just want to be there. That's all it is. You know? And yeah. if you're there, you're going to spend money and like, it just goes round and round in a circle. But like, you know, and we same thing like when we go to people's places we you know we bring our own alcohol before we'd rather stay at a house like at a mate's house like just swag at a mate's house than going to town and spend you know drinks yeah. in adelaide are cooked it's like 18 dollars for a vodka coke and i'm what? like yeah it's bat it, you know it's crazy it's totally crazy <laughs> <laughs> And you get like a pint, a full, like it's not even an imperial pint, it's an Adelaide pint, which is like 470 mils, which is a total, oh no, 410, I think, or whatever it is. Anyway, you go to the Adelaide Oval, which is like, you know, that's where we have our football, like it's our oval, like our stadium sort of thing. A pint of beer is like 16 bucks. And you're like, what are you doing? Like, you know, and these guys will go and they'll just, they'll sink these beers. Like, you know, they'll, they'll be watching a cricket match, like a test match or whatever. And then just sloshing beers back. And I'm like, Oh my God, that'd be like a $250 day just to exist. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, nah, so. (laughs) Meanwhile, Andy, we just booked a trip to Greece. So I'm glad I was playing the long game when I started. Oh, nice. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, Good stuff. I'm excited. So next step for you, Patrick, is your, you just started your fourth year. Uh, then you're going to level four when you finish this all out or yeah. stick around for a little bit. What do you think? Yeah. So I really want to do my, my cert four. I want to get onto that as soon as I can. Like I, it, even if I don't decide to start a business right away, which to be perfectly honest, I don't think I probably will, will be able to, cause there's a lot of monetary investment with it. You know, there's a lot of like, you know, you're buying tools, you're buying a van, you're buying everything. You both yep. know exactly what the running costs are of a business. You know, you, you cost of advertising. If you decide to advertise all the, everything that comes with it. I think the biggest thing for Cert 4 in Australia is it doesn't just teach you, and again, I don't know what it's like in the US, but it doesn't just teach you how to run a business, it, which is a big facet of it, but it teaches you so much more about plumbing that you will just trump anybody else in the field. You know, you roll up to site and, you know, some bloke doesn't know anything about like any sort of um, backflow prevention and you roll up knowing it like the back of your hand, they're going to, yeah. you know, they're going to, like the client's probably going to listen to the, to the person that knows a bit more sort of thing. And oh, it just, yeah, yeah. it sets you up more um, at, at, you know, the way that I see it is like, I really apply myself at, at trade school and I want to like ask as much of these lecturers as I can, because there's a lecturer there that's like been plumbing for like 40 years and the bloke <laughs> is just a wealth of knowledge. And like, yeah. I, you know, shout out to him because he's just, his name's Kev. He's a brilliant bloke anyway. And he's just like, but he takes the time to really like instill information into you and like, if you ask a question, yeah. you know, you see some of the lads in the back of the classroom go, oh, Paddy's asked another question. Can he just shut up? You know, but he'll <laughs> he'll drive it home. He's like, well, you know what? That's a great question you ask because like, you know, these are all the things that you need to look out for when you're doing the X, Y, Z. And it makes you a better plumber. That's just yeah. that's just the fact of it because he can tell you something that it would take you eight hours to learn on the job and he tells you in five yeah. minutes. And you're like, oh, wow, how that was really cheap. 
I didn't even have to pay for that in- look for that information. I didn't have to pay to muck up someone's bathroom to learn this, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so nah, yeah, definitely. As soon as like, oh look, as soon as it's available, there's a big wait period at the moment. I think it's like eighteen months to even get into it. So, which is a bit frustrating, but. It is what it is. I'm just keen to get it done whenever I can. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard Andy's looking to hire uh, a, a new guy at the shop in, oh, in you Montana. You want to move to Montana? United yeah. States? Look, it, it seems a bit snowy and cold, but oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I think that's I, a no. <laughs> I'll come just for summer, and then you there blokes you can deal with it over winter. And you, I'll just I'll fly home. I'll be doing this out the window, and you'll be there sitting in your in your boots, just freezing off. <laughs> You'll be like, yeah. oh God, it must be nice in 40 degree weather in Australia. And then, yeah. Hey, you know, come to think of it from the north to the south, you know, southern hemisphere, you would, if you came for our summers, you would miss out on oh. your winters. You'd make out pretty good in that. Game How good would that be? Just summer all summer, year round. Summer, yeah. Oh man, I'd be looking like a Spanish fella. I'd be so tanned. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, oh, man, oh man, I don't know. I, it, yeah. <laughs> nah, look, I, uh, but yeah, it's been good talking to you, gentlemen. I really appreciate yeah. it. It's been yeah, great it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun having you on. Good Andy, stuff. you 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 probably got to get going. You got a job I, to get to. I got I, well, I got I got a couple of guys that are texting me asking questions about their projects coming up. So <laughs> we'll just um, start answering questions. Yeah. <laughs> anybody <laughs> uh, you anybody's houses you go to today, gents? Just say Patrick sent you, and, uh, and they'll know. Yeah. They'll understand. That's that's yeah. why you're a little bit late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Patrick. Hang on one second. Don't dodge out of here when we're done here. We're gonna hit. Uh, stop recording and Andy thanks for being uh, patient once again with me asking all the questions you're so quiet when we have someone yeah, I, I don't know. just taking it all in he no, just he's I mean, just a sponge of information just loves to just, just absorb polite. I think I just interrupt way too much that's what it comes down to Patrick <laughs> thanks for being on dude uh, everybody listening I appreciate you guys uh, hit us up in the uh, the show notes there you can leave us a comment you can leave us a voice message you can do all kinds of stuff there you can also rate us in your podcast app uh, guys thanks for being on have a good day Patrick you got to go to bed man it's like dude. It is 12.43 a.m. here, and I, oh you know what, I'm beyond tired now, so I might just, like, go look at the stars or something, because I just, like, there's nothing better to do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there is nothing better to do than to be on the Make Trades Great Again podcast. Thanks, uh- <laughs>